Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, we finish up our Connect to Health series with a powerful God-inspired message from Pastor Joel E. Gregory entitled Settle. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Let's get into what we will uh, share with you today. We're going to talk about uh, the subject of settled. S-E-T-T-L-E-D, settled. Settled by definition means to appoint. It means to fix. It means to resolve definitely and conclusively. It is a desired state or in order to settle one's affairs. I love this definition. It means to pay as a bill, to close an account by payment. Family, I came to tell you today that your healing, that account has already been paid for and closed. I need a little bit better amen in here. And I came to tell you that you're not even trying to get healed. That account has already been settled, paid for, and closed. The issue is not can God do it. The issue is did he already provide this? And so one of the paramount questions believers ask today today is not whether God is able to heal, but whether he is willing to heal. See, sometimes we let the devil get in our mind because of our past mistakes. Uh, we don't believe we're worthy. But I mean, you know, if God says you're worthy, then you're worthy. And there's nothing that you have done that he has not already forgiven you for. So the issue is God is always willing to heal. This is really a settled issue with God. When we want to understand God's will about a subject, then we should go to God's word. Don't ask your friend, your grandmother, anyone else. Go directly to God's word. And the Bible tells us that healing is God's will. Let's look at Psalms 119, stanza 89. Psalms 119, stanza 89 says, Forever, O Lord, I'm reading out of the New King James Version, your word is what? Your word is what? Come on, say it like you mean it. Your word is what? That word settled means erected as a pillar, upright and established. So we can't add anything to it. We can't take anything away from it. We can't tell people what we believe it means. I think it means this. I mean, it's already settled what it means. Then he goes on to say here, in heaven. Luke 21, 33 reads this way, New King James Version. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So I want you all to be clear. Everything that we physically see, this earth will pass away, but guess what will still remain standing? the word of God so we're going to look at a few ways so if you think about everything that I just said up to this point healing is a forever settled subject because God's word is forever settled so this is not up for debate we just need to find out what his will is in his word and then have enough boldness and courage to act on it so let's look at how our healing is forever settled 
Number one, God took care of sin and sickness. How many of y'all believe all your sins are forgiven? Past, present, and future. Raise your hand. Okay. Most of us don't have a problem with that. Most of us understand that God dealt with the sin problem of humanity by sending his son, Jesus, to be a sacrifice and a substitute for us, right? So we know that God dealt with the sin problem in Christ, his great substitutionary work. But we'll see in these next two verses that we'll read, God also dealt with sickness and disease also in the same act of redemption. I mean, God is never doing one without doing the other. With God, it's always a whole work or it's no work at all. Let's look at Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. I believe God's power is present right now to heal. I'm saying that by faith. I believe God's power is present right now to heal. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Now, griefs here is translated from the Hebrew as malady, anxiety, calamity, disease, or sickness. So that means he took our malady, he took our anxiety, he took our calamity, watch this, and he took our disease. Sorrows is translated from the Hebrew as anguish, grief, pain, and sorrow. How I many know when we lose a loved one, we're supposed to grieve, but we're not supposed to grieve, especially if they died in the Lord. We're not supposed to grieve as the world grieves. Scripture tells us to not grieve as those who have no hope. I've got good news for you. Your loved one is in your future, and you are going to spend eternity with them for the rest of your lives. Come on, folks, that is good news right there. So he took the pain of the grief away if we just allow him to. The word healed here is a Hebrew word, rapha, which we're all familiar with. And listen to this. It means to mend by stitching. It means to cure. It means to heal. It means to repair. Do you believe, do you understand it? Anytime you get injured, God has already built in your body, body the ability to repair itself. You have seen this process your entire life. It means also to make whole. So that means that anything that the enemy has stolen from you, which could be your healing, your finances, your family, your joy. I mean, no, God has the ability to give you all of that back and some and to make your life completely whole as if there is nothing broken and nothing missing in your life. I wish I had a little bit more faith in this room today, right? And this is the revelation that I want you to receive. You're not believing God for that. God's already provided that for you. You just need to walk in it and believe it. 
Look at 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who himself, New King James Version, bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Which means he took all of our sins in his body while he was on that tree. That we, having died to sin, somebody say, I don't struggle with sin. I've overcome sin. Do you believe that today? I said, do you believe that today? You're you're not trying to get delivered from something. He delivered you over 2,000 years ago. Peter says this way, so that you might live for righteousness. Then notice how Peter defines this. By whose stripes you were healed. Now healed here again means to cure, to heal, and to make whole. Now, God gave me a little insight into this that I actually hadn't had. How many of you keep studying the scripture? He'll keep revealing things to you. So I want you to listen very carefully. The prophet Isaiah declared God's will concerning healing when he said about the Messiah, with his stripes, we are healed. How many know he is now prophesying about what is coming? Then the apostle Peter restates God's will concerning healing in 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were healed. So notice Isaiah is prophesying. Peter is looking back at an act that's already happened. Stay with me. So then Peter, who was an eyewitness to what took place as described by Isaiah, he was present when the Roman soldiers put stripes on Jesus' back and hung him on the cross on Golgotha's hill. So Peter is able to look back into Isaiah, see what was prophesied about Jesus, witness what happened to Jesus, and declare to all of us who would read this thousands of years later that we are healed. Somebody put your hand over your heart right now and say, I am the healed. Do you believe that today? I mean, do you really believe that today? What a wonderful gift. Peter was able to witness what Isaiah prophesied and say this has already happened. Peter, Isaiah said it's going to happen. Peter said it's already happened. Now, some of us are still living in Isaiah's revelation instead of Peter's. What I mean by that statement is we're trying to get something that he's actually already provided. Don't throw any rocks at me, but God doesn't need any help. There's no one on the earth smarter than God. Can I get a real good hallelujah for the the creative ability of God? Point number two, let's look at a complimentary text found in Matthew. Now again, I'm learning this as I'm reading it. Right? Because how I many know it's a tendency to always just teach it the way you were taught? Then you go back and study it for yourself, and God shows you more. Look at this now in Matthew chapter 8, 16 and 17. I never saw this like this before. New King James Version says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. Wasn't a service, it was a word. And he healed all who were what? And he healed some of the folks that were sick. 
He healed what? Now listen very carefully. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities, which is our diseases, sicknesses, and weakness, and bore our sicknesses. So what I'm trying to show you is he did this to fulfill what Isaiah prophesied about. And in this context, it uses the word all. So there's nothing that can ever come into your life that he has not already healed. He actually did this, folks. Listen to me. Fact check me. Do whatever you have to do. He actually did this before it was legally his time. So before he had even gone to the cross, he was already fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. Listen to this very carefully. So by healing the sick in his earthly ministry, Jesus was fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. With his stripes, we are healed. So before he ever went to the cross and legally obtained redemption for us, he actually was already signposting and setting us up for why he was here. Family healing is one of the benefits of our redemption. I'm about to say something extremely bold. If God can't keep us, we can't be kept, folks. You're going to need a little bit of everything if you're taking the world's wisdom over God's. I wish I had a little bit more faith in this room today. It's one of our benefits. So according to the word of God, Jesus not only died and rose again for our sins. Listen very carefully. Here's the revelation. He died and rose again for our sickness and disease. Healing belongs to us just as much as salvation belongs to us. I want you to think about it for a moment. If somebody tried to tell you you are not saved, you are getting ready to, boy, Come on, somebody. Let somebody walk up to you and say, I don't believe you're saved. Man, you will. Why wouldn't we have that same level of conviction about our healing when he took care of both things at the same time? So we'll take everything that that comes our way when it comes to sickness and disease, but we'll fight for our salvation. So healing belongs to us just as much as salvation belongs to us. It is a part and parcel of our redemption. I don't want one without the other. I want all of it. Now, everybody say, I have faith faith to to receive what we're getting ready to read. Point number three, he healed all of our diseases. Come on, man. I, I, I tell you, it's been a long time. Come on, I said he healed, not healing. He healed all of our diseases, past, present, and future. Let's look at what Psalms 103, stanza 2 and 3 says. I got saved for the benefits of salvation. Can we just be transparent? That's why I got saved. I was tired of being broke. Come on, somebody. I wanted a wife. I wanted to live right. I wanted to live healthy the rest of my life. 
And I believe that if I got saved, all of that would be a part of my salvation package. First thing you do when you go to interview for a job, you want to know what is the salary and what are the benefits. Come on, somebody. And you will take a job determined by those two factors. Does it pay well and, and are the benefits good? Well, folks, I came to tell you today that not only does God pay well, but the benefits are extremely good. Glory to God. Come on, and those benefits are better than Blue Cross, Blue Shield. Come on, they're better than Pfizer. They're better than Moderma. Come on, somebody. The glory of God is better. So he said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Come on, take five seconds right now and just bless the Lord from your soul. Come on, from your mind, your will, your emotions. Come on, open up your mouth and bless the Lord. He is good. And notice it said, and forget not. And forget not. I mean, no, he wouldn't tell us to not forget if we didn't have the ability to forget. So maybe we're doing a lot of the stuff that we're doing today because we forgot what's in our benefit package. And he said, just to remind us, look what he said here, just to remind us, don't forget my benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, which are your sins, watch this, and heals all, all. What's left after all? I feel like Satan and all of his demons are getting super upset right now. What's left after all? He said, don't forget this benefit. Who heals all your diseases? Iniquities again is sin. Diseases is disease or dis-ease. So now, can I put faith into the atmosphere? Now, we brought the other two because they were in their disciplines. How I many you know I'm in my discipline now? Right? And it takes all of that. Listen very carefully. Notice in verse 3, it says, the Lord heals all of your diseases. You must be careful going to something else before you go to the Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm getting ready to come down here on the floor if I don't get a little better amen in this place. I said, how I many know we must be careful going to somewhere else? I didn't say don't go somewhere else. I said, we've got to be careful going somewhere else before we go to the Lord. Which means we should pray about everything before we do anything. We should do enough research about everything before we put anything in us that the Lord didn't lead us to do. It's real clear there. The Lord heals all of our diseases. Now, either he's enough I want to see who's bigger than the Lord. I don't think they exist. When I read my Bible, everybody who stood up to him got kicked out. Come on, somebody. Every level of it, too. All right? Now, again, don't hear any of this the wrong way. Hospitals are good. Medicine is ordained by God. 
What I'm saying is before you run to him, run to the Lord. And then let him lead you. Because how I many know, we've forgotten this. God can heal you instantaneously. So he says here, it's the Lord that heals all of our diseases, not just a few. Come on, not just our minor ailments. The word all means nothing left out. So there's nothing left out of the redemptive work of Christ. Not a headache, not a stomach ache, not any kind of cancer. Come on, somebody. Not any kind of heart trouble, not even COVID-19 and all of its variants. There was nothing left out. In God's plan of redemption, every sickness and disease has been settled and dealt with. So much so, Jesus prophesied and told us that in the last days, what would be present would be pestilence. But you know what pestilence is? Disease. But then at the end of that dissertation, he says, but be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. Come on, somebody. So we don't have to get in fear and fret about what we already know is coming. Right? And he said, when you begin to see these things, it's only the beginning of birth pains. So, folks, it's going to get darker in the world before it gets brighter. But I got news for you. As it's getting darker in the world, it's getting ready to get brighter in the church because God will always raise up a lamp. Come on, somebody. That will put out darkness and demonstrate that God's power is greater than anything this world tries to throw at us. So think about it. He told you it would be there. He went to the cross, took it for you, then came back, rose from the grave, signed his own will, and said, just walk in that and you'll be all right for the rest of your life. Come on, I need 10 people that'll get excited about God. Come on, I need 10 people that'll believe the word of God. Come on, I'll, I just need 10 people that are not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because it is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation being deliverance. Number four, Jesus came to settle our healing once and for all. I want you to think about it. Jesus, who consummated our redemption in his death, burial, and resurrection, his only purpose for coming to the earth was to do the will of his Father. John 4.34 in the New King James Version says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Watch this. And to finish his work. John 6.38 says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him who sent me. Now let's look at another passage of Scripture. I mean, no, disease is nothing new to God or to Jesus. Let's look at Luke chapter 5, verses 12 and 13. Luke 5.12 says, And it happened when he was in a certain city, that behold, a man was full of leprosy. Somebody say full of leprosy. I mean, there's one thing to say you have something. Boy, you, you are bad. You, you're in bad shape when they say you're full of it, right? 
We kind of know that on the other side, right? Well, I'll leave that alone, right? When we want to tell somebody, boy, you, you ain't just a little bit, you full of. You all get the picture? So it happened that when he was in a certain city that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus and he fell on his face and implored him saying, Lord, if you are willing. So this is an interesting statement. So obviously he knew he could, right? How many of you know you're not going to ask me for money unless you know I can give it to you? And we know who to ask and who not to ask. Come on, help me out, right? Am I right or wrong? We don't just go ask anybody. So the issue wasn't in this case here, in this context, not could he, but was he willing to? Said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, somebody that was full of leprosy, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. Now, before I get into explaining to you what leprosy is, in today's vernacular, Jesus wouldn't have been able to touch him because he would have had to stay six feet from him. But it was something about Jesus that he believed that was what, what, what was on him was greater than what was on the man with the leprosy. Folks, I, I pray that you don't take any of this out of context. At no point should the church retreat. He told us to occupy until he comes, which means keep advancing forward. You all want some more of this? You sure? Because I'm getting ready to be a lot bolder. You all sure? Yes. We'll give God a good hallelujah then. Come on online, type in hallelujah right there. Type it in, hallelujah. So let's read a little more. And immediately the leprosy left him. So the question concerning God's will to heal is answered very explicitly in this passage. In verse 12 and 13, when the leper questioned Jesus specifically concerning his will to heal, Jesus answered, I will. I looked up some other translations here. They're not in your notes if you want to write them down. But the New International Version says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand, touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. The New English Bible translates this verse this way. Indeed, I will be clean and made whole. It is my pleasure. Be clean. So verse 12 of the New King James Version says, the man was full of leprosy, indicating he had leprosy that was in its last stages. So now if you studied the Bible, then you understand lepers were not allowed to live in society. Because leprosy was a highly contagious disease. To be seen in public with leprosy meant you would be stoned to death. 
So this man was obviously in the last stages. Leprosy is a horrific disease that deforms and mutilates the body as it progresses. Now, how many know if somebody walked up to us and their body was, was mutilated and they had spots all over them? How many know most of us wouldn't pray for them? See, we don't want to be honest in here. How many of y'all, most of us getting ready to run full speed or call the church and say, go to the church and let them pray for you? Am I just being honest? Am I being honest in here? Right on. Highly contagious disease that Jesus has no fear of. We can gather from this verse that since the man was full of leprosy, the disease was probably more advanced than just a spot on his arm or leg. Yet with one sentence from the master's lips, I will be thou clean, the leper was healed. I would actually think leprosy is worse than what we're dealing with today. Both are bad. But would you all say that's probably maybe a little worse? How many of y'all would say that might be a little worse? Raise your hand if you think that might be just a little worse. Did it concern Jesus at all? Did Jesus have any fear of it? Because he was healing personified. Guess what you are? First John says, as I am, so are you in the earth you're a little Jesus in the earth and I declare that sickness and disease will have no impact on your life oh I hope somebody received that I said I declare that sickness and disease will have no impact on your life every virus and disease that touches your body dies instantly in Jesus name now number five let's close here Jesus is willing that's not the issue the issue is will you be healed and walk in your healing so many Christians today don't have a problem seeing Jesus in his earthly ministry as the healer they don't question that he was anointed by God and he had the power to heal sickness and disease most Christians don't even question so much his ability to heal people today as they do his willingness to demonstrate that healing power on their behalf. I believe God wants to demonstrate his healing power today. I said, I believe God wants to demonstrate his healing power today, online and physically in this room. Any question about Jesus, his willingness to heal is answered very vividly in the account that we just read about the leper in Luke chapter 5. And since Jesus hasn't changed, if he was willing to heal him then, how I many you know he's willing to heal us now? Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. How many of y'all believe that today? This is no longer up for debate folks this is a settled issue in heaven because God settled it in his word it should be settled
Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkeduppchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text get connected to 833-988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and we look forward to connecting with you.